This is The Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number 46. Good evening, I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we sit around Bill's fire pit and enjoy a post-lockdown chat, part two. like our marigold tree has dropped a lot of its pebbles. Yes. I did get a couple of really nice marigold shots with the sun in the background as it was setting. Yeah, um, timing timing's important cuz you know there's a lot of the the blossoms are turning brown now. So well, a lot of them got frozen. Yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Last was it no, wait a minute. What night was that? Whatever night it got cold. Well, really. a couple of nights yeah, earlier like this week. Monday, yes. Tuesday, Wednesday. No, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. That's why my my wife generally doesn't plant anything until later in May. She's she's just very skeptical of the the weather. You know, I think. Well, I know. Lisa and I did jump the gun this year because we. Put you a, retired folks, yeah, nothing well, else you know, to got do. Nothing else to do but jump the gun. <laughs> <laughs> And we never covered our violets and our tiger lilies, and they're fine. Yeah. And it, was, it got down to like 28 degrees, 27 degrees, and those things are still fine. I didn't cover my rhubarb either, and I think our uh, lily of the valley is still doing well. Those didn't get covered. They're, for as delicate and as beautiful a a flower that they have they're tough little things oh yeah well even the violets are very pretty they're small but they're pretty and I like the uh, tiger lilies too when they come out that brilliant orange yes but our pots are all planted except Lisa forgot one little plant so we have to go Get one little plant, and I don't know what kind it is. Probably little, it apparently. Huh? Little, apparently. It is little. I don't know what it looks like. Get that when we get my tomato plant and my bag cow manure uh, for the garden. I love seeing beautifully laid out and uh, you know, just magnificently done gardens. And in England, we have a lot of old manor houses that are preserved by a, a, an organization called the National Trust, which exists to preserve and, and maintain and look after uh, English heritage and, and history and old buildings and castles and things like that. And it's, it's wonderful. But they don't just kind of try to keep them from falling apart. They, they actively run them. And a lot of these old manor houses had beautiful laid out gardens. And uh, generally when you go to these properties, they have re-revived the, the gardens. And, and uh, they're all laid out like they would have been back in the 14, 15, 1600s. Okay. Uh, just very, very beautiful. Uh, and of course, you, know, you can walk through the garden and go, "That's lovely," and you don't have to touch a thing. You just admire. <laughs> you, did, you didn't plant anything. You didn't trim anything. You don't have to remember to water them. It, you you just get to enjoy them, and and oh, it's very very beautiful. So I don't have anything close to a green thumb, um, but I I do uh, greatly enjoy looking at the the horticultural efforts of other people. Well, you'll have to grade us upon the hollyhock and lupin. Uh, I shall. And I other shall. 
varieties that we're going to be putting in front that I'm germinating now. It's like, oh, this will be fine here, this will be fine there, let's see what happens. So we put things in and hopefully they grow and blossom. That's kind of my take on it. And if it doesn't, well, that leaves room to plant something else next year. Yeah, that or don't look at it. <laughs> but I think we have our... Well, if you have any gaps, I can I can lend you some rhubarb. That stuff... Oh, yeah, at least you'd love that. That stuff is going to survive the, the Armageddon. If there's a zombie apocalypse, there'll still be rhubarb left but, afterwards. We can know, all live on rhubarb. That was one... Thing, one vegetation that uh, folks around here would grow. Rhubarb? Rhubarb. Every garden. Well, once you get it started, it, it's just going to grow. It doesn't care. No, it just keeps on getting... It's the dandelion of vegetables. It's like, yep. you know, oh, they put me in bad soil. Doesn't matter. I'm going to grow anyway. Oh, now, is there any... <laughs> <laughs> nutritional value to rhubarb? Yeah. Or is now, uh, okay, the stalk, yes. The leaves have all kinds of, uh, well, some people say poisons, but I, I guess if you add enough, it'll poison you. But um, the leaves are toxic to humans. Well, they've got that, like, fuzz underneath it. Yeah, but the stalks, so, so when you harvest your rhubarb, you discard the, the leaf of the oh, stalk. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Well, I guess I used to think maybe that was just tradition, but then it was like, you know, I looked it up and said, no, it's, it's actually toxic to humans. So, okay. Yeah, not a good thing. But I'm waiting for our peony to open up. It's got buds on it. Got to cover that. I think, I think my wife said we're looking at like 80 degrees, at least one day with 80 degrees next week. So I'm hoping we're done with frost You know, it's not very far away. Warnings. Uh, no, that's true, because it's Friday. It's currently 64. 64, Bill! Now? That's what it says. You know, it was 64 last night, but it was cloudy and windy, and it didn't seem like 64 to me. Uh, the lowest temperature in the next... However many days this is showing me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In the next eight days is 41 degrees. At night. At night. And today, this says we were supposed to get up to 70. I don't know if we did, but it was... I did see 69. I had to go help Catherine do a little screen printing today. And as I jumped back in... The van to come home, I noticed 69 degrees. Looks like it's going to be rainy through the end of the weekend. Uh, it's going to be mid to upper 60s through the weekend. Then starting Monday, it's going to climb from 63 through Friday. It's going to be 81. Hmm. Now all the standard caveats of that's a week out, so right, all right, kinds yeah. of things can change, but... Looks like uh, we, we may be done with frost warnings. Although, well, this is Wisconsin, so we're done with frost warnings, unless we aren't. That's right. <laughs> and it could snow. I have seen it snow on Memorial Day. Not fun. I remember going to graduation parties. Cold. Like in the really? upper wow. 30s. Rainy. Windy. When my kids graduated, I was very fortunate. We have we had the beautiful deck, but we also had 70 degree weather. You know that graduation's got to be a real damper on so many kids that uh, were looking forward to their open yeah. house. Well, now that the state is open-ish maybe they can have some reduced scope thing where it's just the the graduates and immediate family 
Yeah, I would think. I would think that ha would happen anyway. I'd hope so. But I think everybody's been pretty good. It's just, you know, extended, extended. Then we'll see what happens. You know, you have a downward flow of people getting sick. Well, there could be so many, what do they call it? Asymptomatic. Yeah, asymptomatic. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm hoping people are going to continue to be sensible. Uh, so we're we're doing one more uh, church sermon where I'm going to record it and then we'll put it on Facebook. So we won't we we aren't going to open the church this Sunday. So tomorrow morning I'll go down and record my sermon. But then we're going to open. I haven't put the announcement on Facebook yet, but the plan is that um, you know anyone who's at risk or nervous uh, doesn't feel ready to be out and about yet. You know, please stay home. We'll record the ser we'll record the service and we'll we'll put the the sermon up online. You can you can still watch it. Anyone who wants to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. We're we're good with that. Yeah. We won't we won't shake your hand. Um, and if you know, we've got. We've got plenty of pews, so if you want, you can have a whole pew to yourself and then leave plenty of room between you and, and anyone else. So, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be able to open in a way that uh, people will look around and go, okay, yeah, we're, we're I, I feel comfortable. Yeah, it's just these crowded, I mean, shoulder to shoulder, and yeah, and perhaps people know how to sneeze and cover their their face. <laughs> Washing your hands—that's a simple thing. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I after well before I went to university, I, I did work in a hospital for a year. So washing my hands is something that got drilled into me real quick. Oh, yeah. You don't have to work in uh, you know the medical environment very long before it's like, yeah, I'm going to wash my hands frequently. Well, isn't that uh, just socially accepted? I guess maybe not in the Middle Ages. Uh, no, no, it wasn't not in the Middle Ages. Uh, but oh, you. Uh, uh, anyway, no, not not most. There are there are far too many people that are not good at washing their hands. I'm just going to leave it at that because otherwise the conversation is going to get gross. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, we do not want. It's just that. like the, my dentist giving me a play-by-play -play of what he's doing to my tooth. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably smiling while he's doing it. Oh no, he was. He was right there checking it out, making sure you got it done right. And I tell you what, for the, the way he dug around and pulled and yanked, I had hadn't any Tylenol tonight or today. I took some. I think I took five tablets yesterday. Two when I got home, and then about four hours later, I took two more and then one before I went to bed. And that was it. It ached a little this morning, but then it went away. Very good. But I just have to make sure I eat soft things. Food I can slurp on. Yeah. Oatmeal and yogurt and Bill's, Grandpa Bill's bohemian mashed potatoes. Applesauce. Ice cream. I may have to do that yet tonight. I had some ice cream before I came over here. What kind you have? Uh, chocolate and banana. Oh, I'm going to cut up a banana, slice up a banana. I get, I like the New York vanilla because it's creamier. Chocolate and caramel. And of course, half and half. Because I don't have milk. Of course. Blend it up and uh, there you go. I'm, I'm very much partial to vanilla ice cream it's very del a, a good uh, I like the vanilla bean where you get the little bits of the vanilla bean in it mm, yeah I, I had probably not night. a good option for you right now no I had that last night but it was chopped up vanilla bean and I slipped yeah. it okay I mean I, it's not that I don't like the other flavors I don't yeah. have you ever I think had New York vanilla not in New York but I've had uh, I've had many different varieties of vanilla, and I've tried most other flavors. 
So I pretty much like all ice cream. See, the thing about vanilla ice cream is you can do whatever you want to it. Yes. You can add peanuts to it, which I like to do, but I can't now. Not for a little while longer. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... How long did he say you got to be careful? Four, five, six days. That's not too bad. No, no, no. Although when I went up... Okay, so here's some depressing news. When I went up to Farm and Fleet... Yes. Which is my favorite place to go... Well, I, could, I could just stop there. It's one of my favorite places to go. But it's my favorite place to go for purchasing nuts and seeds and things like that. Right. They had no sunflower seeds, which is one of my favorite things. I, I love that. Kind of in the shells back. or the de-shelled? The de-shelled ones. Yeah. Well, they can't have met the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, but Farm Fleet, their prices just beats everybody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're really, they're really good. They're always fresh. I've never, never had bad nuts or seeds from from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they had no sunflower seeds, and I think they had like four bags of peanuts, of which I bought three. I figured I should, I should leave one behind. <laughs> no, I would have gotten them all. Okay. Well. <clears throat> so the, that whole aisle of mixed that, nuts. That aisle was half empty. Half empty. We have peanut hoarders, nut hoarders in Iowa. Yes, County. yes. Well, I won't be. Eating <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's some challenge in the uh, supply chain, but for uh, nuts, no, I don't think so. Well, yeah. Wasn't next to the toilet who, paper. Was who it? knew that the toilet paper was going to run out? And now people are bulk buying meat. Yeah, I know it. And that won't happen. I mean. They're going to have those meat plants up and running. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of scare going on. Needless scare. There does seem to be. Although, talking about meat, I shared a, a link from uh, the Kellers. It's a, I did, too. Yes. Um so they're a family in our congregation. Oh, they are. Yes, very okay. nice, very nice people. And we, uh, I don't know, it was like late last year, like December, January time, somewhere in that time frame, we bought um, half a cow from them. So he, he does his pigs and cows, more pigs than cows, but right. So I got we got half a cow, and then. Generally, we get a at least half a pig every so often. May I got a whole one last time. Um, so we, when we were out to see them for our go and visit all the ladies to say hello from the doorstep for Mother's Day, uh, she said, "Yeah, the, the the orders are coming in thick and fast." So I said, "Okay, well then, uh, let me see. They'll be the cows. I think will be ready." December and then the pigs will be like January, February. I said, "Well, okay, so I'll let me place my order now." Yeah. Oh, and you <laughs> so know, I ordered half a half a cow and a whole pig. I was going to start out the the podcast today. I had mentioned last podcast about this guy that owns the Maverick. His name is no, I forgot it again. It's not my. I don't. Uh, talk about him very often but anyway um, Mark Cuban oh Mark okay Cuban. <laughs> and you know people like your friends in, in the congregation they are going to do very 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 well in this situation because a lot of people don't want to go out shopping yes oh they well they've had people Uh, they've had people drive from the other side of the state. They've had people come up from Chicago, from Iowa. Great. To, to buy the, yeah. So That's outstanding. I'm, I'm very, very happy for them because he also, just so he, he runs a farm, but he also drives a, a milk truck. And I would love it if the farm was doing so well that he has to tell his, his boss with the 
the milk, you know, that he drives milk truck for, you know, I just can't afford to, to keep working for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would love that. So where does he get his meat processed? Uh, he uses the local, and he varies, uh, the last half a cow we got earlier this year, we went through the Avon meat locker down in Darlington. Okay, because I wish Dodgeville had one. Spring Green has one. I don't well, think Well, I, I had heard that Prem was going to build one here in Dodgeville, but then the, the reason they didn't was I think they owned the building next door to their location in Spring Green. And when that burned down, they they didn't have the funding to rebuild that one and do one here in Dodgeville. So, so that I heard that well, in a couple of years we'll we'll do the one in Dodgeville. Well, I hope so because I've had nothing but good reports from that that company. Also, the one in Cuba City. Yeah, we, we've had wonderful. some we've had some deer processed there. Uh, Are you deer hunt? I do not, but I have friends who do, and if they have more tags than they know what to do with, they're like, uh, I want to go hunting, but I've got all the deer that my refrigerator can, or my freezer can hold. Do you want one? I go, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've, I've had over the years quite a few deer where other people have shot it and said, you pay for the processing. It's yours. I'm like, I will gladly pay for the processing. Yeah. Can't beat that. You know, Lisa and I, we don't eat that much. We eat more chicken. And, you know, we do the, the ribs and the pork chops. But we don't eat a lot of steak. Hamburger, yeah. But I, th I think once your system is used to eating pork and chicken, which is easier to digest, we just don't do a lot of steak. Well, and steak's used... expensive, so we, we used to eat steak a lot back when I was working full weeks as a, a highly paid computer programmer. Um, since then, we've eaten a lot less steak. <laughs> so, but that's right. Well, uh, nowadays, I tell you what, I eat a lot of mashed potatoes and ice cream and yogurt and things I can slurp. I almost felt like going down to the baby aisle and grabbing a bunch of those little cans. <laughs> Only for another four or five days, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Gargling, you know. Salt it's, it's, water. I'm just glad it's keeping you off the whiskey. What? <laughs> There's not much to worry about there. <laughs> oh, man, I used to be quite uh, a whiskey-aholic. I like that. And I like the expensive single malt, single distillery stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the expensive stuff. The expensive stuff. The stuff you drink neat. Yes. Yes. But I tell you what, I made a killer cherry bounce this last year. So rather than making one gallon of cherry bounce. Do you have any left or did you? Oh, no, that's been gone. That's oh, okay. history. That was... I mean, not that I would have accepted, but you didn't even offer me any or say, hey, you want to see it at least. Well, you don't even drink wine in church. I don't. Grape juice, man. All the way. Okay, see. <laughs> but the cherry bounce was good. And you know what else I like? It, and I, I think the first one I had was last summer was a brandy old-fashioned. Uh, I've never had one, but I am aware it's that a Wisconsin that's drink. quite a Wisconsin thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like tangerine tonics. That's when it's hot. Friday so maybe, night fish fry and uh, brandy old-fashioned. Yes, at a supper club. Yes. And those are getting to be few and far between. But the supper clubs, oh, those are a lot of work. Everybody's out having fun and... The poor owner of the supper club wishes he could have fun, but he's working like a dog. <laughs> he and his wife and kids. Yes. Yeah, family business. A bit like running a small church. It's a family business. Or a clothing store. Yes. And yep. a screen printing business. Well, any small business. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so much effort. You know, you have to be the accountant, the advertising person, the marketeer, uh, 
you have to make sure you have all the supplies, cleaning, if you own the building, building maintenance. Yep. And the list goes on and on and on. All and the on different and kinds on. of insurance. Impromptu plumbing and repairs. Plumbing, no. <laughs> I can change a ballast on a, uh, a fluorescent tube light fixture. Me too. I just, just did that the other day. Three of them were out. So, okay. All right. You need any help? I can come up and do that. You can hold a ladder. I know how to do that. That and uh, what else do I? Oh, electrical things. When you, once in a while, you have to plate replace a, uh, a outlet plug. They're not a the plug in from a cord of a like a steamer or hmm. some kind of electrical device. I can do that, but that's pretty self-explanatory too. It's got okay. This this color, that color, and that color. Just put it on the screws that are the same color. You got it. So that's easy stuff. And then you have snow removal. Yep. You have to make sure you have enough salt. Yeah. But now I don't have to worry about that. No, we don't even have sidewalk in front of our houses. You know what? I was going to mention that earlier in the podcast here. We have a long enough driveway, and thank you very much, in advance for keeping the driveway clean during the winter. You're welcome. But I think you were gone when Lisa and I shoveled our driveway. And then we went across the street and helped. Yes, I think that was the only time, that was the only snowfall I missed. Yep. Yeah. And then we went over and I got all the rest. The neighbor to the east because his snowblower wasn't functioning. Yes. Yeah, I remember you told me that. I felt, you know, it was good exercise. I enjoyed it. Well, once in a while it is fun, especially if it's not that really oh, heavy, wet, wet snow. Yeah, that you get maybe eight inches at a time of. Oh, that stuff's evil. Yes, it it's is. It's evil. <laughs> See, you now back in England, we got so little snow that I didn't even realize it was wet and dry snow. I didn't know there was a difference. Snow is snow, right? I, I don't know. We didn't hardly get much. Well, what was it? Polite but, snow, like the bugs? Uh, probably. Yes. Uh, well, we just didn't get very much. Not, well, <clears throat> not never, but we certainly down in the southwest of England, we didn't we didn't get very much. Well, yeah, you're surrounded by the water. And yes. You know, kept the islands a little warmer. Uh, yes, the, especially the Gulf Stream does keep it uh, temperate. Um, but then that means that you get rain rather than snow, and then of course it, you know, it's below freezing, and then that rain that is on the roads turns to black ice. That is really not fun. No. So do they use salt over in England or do they use sand, gravel? What do they combat the ice with? It's been a long time. I want to say salt and sand. Way back in the day when they used to use coal, they would Stick the cinder and use that. Did and also, that. they would put chains on tires. Yes, I, I'm. I'm aware of that. Uh, I don't think. Don't think I ever saw chains on tires in England, but I'd heard of it. I remember my dad would put them on, but Dad was a farm boy, and he had chains for every vehicle. It would. <laughs> wasn't very fun to ride in the car, but you never went very fast because when you had chains on the car, the snow was pretty thick and the roads were pretty slippery. Yeah. And you could, but you could get anywhere. Yeah, I remember they made it made studded tires and then they outlawed them because it tore up the roads too much. Yes. Well, did they outlaw them completely or just you can only use them under certain conditions when there's actual ice and snow coverage on the road. I'm not sure. I don't know okay. how many people would change tires. Well, that there is I think that. they'd probably stay home. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But now I can. Even even going to all the effort to put chains on a tire seems like a I'll just stay home kind of thing. Well, I tell you what. 
in the 40 years that Lisa and I had the store, I did not open, I want to say maybe one day, and that was getting towards the end, maybe that was in the year 38, 39. And then uh, one Friday we closed early because everything was icing over. Maybe there could have been a couple days we you know, closed an hour early here and there right. with the snow, but otherwise we were there. And the reason I was there is because there's always something to do. There's book work to do, there's tax papers to prepare, orders to place. And I figure, well, you know what? If I'm there, I'm there. I may as well unlock the door. And I would ski down. Yep. Well, you know, over the over the years, we've... I don't know how many times we've closed church on a Sunday and not had church. Um, it's probably at this point just double figures. It's probably, probably not more than a dozen times in coming up on 13 years that we've not had church on a Sunday. And the majority of those times have been because of freezing rain. Oh, yeah. If it's just snow, um, you know what? The Those that live nearer, the, there's a good chance they'll make it. And those that live further, they'll probably stay home. But we'll be open for, for those that can. But freezing rain? No, not mess. I do not mess with freezing rain. I lived, I lived in Iowa for four years. That gave me a very healthy respect for freezing rain. Well, you know, Iowa, but... Well, you were in Cedar Rapids, right? Cedar Falls. Waterloo Cedar Falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With that, Cedar Rapids. That, oh, that's in about the same area. From there south <laughs> to about Dallas. That is kind of tornado alley. Yes, yeah. And it's also ice alley. Yeah. That's not fun. Oh, so much freezing rain in the four years that I was in Waterloo Cedar Falls. Goodness. So I, I learned you don't mess with that stuff. No. And you know, years ago, I'm talking like 35, maybe even 40, maybe even 45, the cars were made of steel. Yes. And they were a lot heavier, a lot safer to drive in the snow. They weren't going to move around. Now they're plastic. Our escape is extremely light. Yeah. Now our van, that's a different deal. My Jeep's actually pretty heavy for such a short small vehicle it's quite heavy well those jeeps are solid uh, yes they are just like me yeah yeah you're yeah. solid you're yep. big and solid <laughs> i was hoping you weren't going to go quite that far but thank you well, Bill. i didn't say extra large and solid i said big <laughs> well, it's been a while polite. since i was extra large i'm i'm, I'm 2xl now but oh, still. okay <laughs> yes but you're a, a healthy that's what i tell spry myself yes 2x I still do things. Well, that's... I'm a fit fat guy. <laughs> You're just a fit big guy. <laughs> well, there's some of that as well. You still doing your kettlebell? No, I, I didn't. I tell you last oh, yeah, time. Oh yeah, that's still I, bothering you. Yes. Well, I'm. It, it's slightly bothering me, but I'm just kind of nervous <laughs> going oh. back to us. I don't want it bothering me again. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd give it a rest for a while, too. But the dentist told me not to do any exercise because, you know, when he did the suture, he thought, yeah, you don't want to get your blood pressure up there and, you know, you, you don't want to start bleeding from that area, especially when he put the bone graft in. But it'll be like I have a tooth. I'll be able to eat steak and floss between them rather than Very a bridge. Good. Yes, well, that'll be nice. Well, you know, think about a bridge. You're dealing with three teeth. With an implant, it's one. So I look at it as there's three times the possibility of something going wrong yes, than there is. one. Keep everything simple. Yes, even though it's oh, more yeah. expensive. And it, you know, you're probably talking 12% more expense for the implant than the bridge. 
by the time you grind it down and you you fuse it all together, I thought, no, nah, I don't know, nah, don't do that. Which used to be the <coughs> customary way to do things before they developed and uh, fine-tuned this implant. Yeah, Emily had to have an implant. One of her teeth just didn't, one of her adult teeth didn't come through. Oh, wow. <coughs> man, oh, man, you <sighs> just got all kinds of things uh, floating yeah. around here bothering you. Uh, I'll be looking forward to getting in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one of, I mean, they they had the x-rays and they looked really carefully. Like, yeah, no, that, that adult tooth just did not appear. It, it mm. didn't there. So, and she had all her, her baby teeth, so there was no, you know, we never had a, any indication that, oh, well, she's not going to have a tooth there. And it didn't come through, and so she has a, an implant. Must have been just some kind of strange genetic thing that. Uh... Um, maybe, but not from my side that I'm aware of. I don't. I don't remember anyone having any teeth that failed to materialize. It could have been hidden seven generations could be. ago. Could be. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, I got to look into that. My brother had my older brother had a ancestry thing done. Speaking of generations, and I'm part Greek. Really? And I thought, well, where did this come from? Well, that but explains, I think they go that back, what, 10 generations or 12 generations. Now, did they, for this ancestry thing, was this like a DNA test? Or yeah. That, oh, okay. Yeah. That stuff is a bit suspect. All right. I didn't. I've never had it done. I just say... You know what? I'm gonna oh, though, if you if you like, I can start calling you Zorba. Zorba and the guy and the the pastor and the Zorba next door. Yeah, uh, that's like point zero five percent. Okay. So it's not worth that. All right. <laughs> it's enough to eat do you, Greek do you, yogurt, I guess. Well, I suppose. <laughs> do you have a particular preference for olives? I love olives. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe green maybe there's black, something to green that. And ripe. Hmm, I like my pizza. Well, who doesn't? I'm not Italian, though, I don't think. Oh, okay. I thought it was... Well, people get into all kinds of arguments over who actually invented pizza. The Italians claim they did, but then the other people come along. The French have a somewhat reasonable claim, and then, you know, the, the America says, well, you just kind of had a proto prototype pizza over in... in Europe, but we really created pizza over here, so you know, they, they, you can get quite a good argument going hey, on pizza. Oh, oh, alert! First bat of the year. Look at that. Oh, yes. First bat. Yep. Get all them mosquitoes. Which there haven't been many of yet. Well, so. no, because he got the bat out. The bat, well, you know, he's, true. now he's hungry. He but yesterday when we were at the park, we didn't notice many mosquitoes. Yeah, he's going to town here well and he's a good american bat so we don't yeah. mind him yeah apparently it's just the chinese ones we don't like well that's because he eat them over there yeah yeah i'm not planning on eating this one no 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 i, I can't imagine skinning them. they eat all kinds of interesting things that and possum i've never never eaten possum or even considered eating possum. I haven't either <laughs> no I'm talking about possum eating things like ticks oh but, okay ticks. yes that's true apparently possums but there are people that eat possum they yes, eat raccoon. apparently possums eat massive amounts of ticks yes and they don't carry rabies, so they're very safe to have around. Mm -hmm. They just look weird. Yeah, they look mean. And you don't want to corner one. Well, you don't want to corner any wild animal. True. i tell you what, if I saw a possum in the corner, I'd, if any corner, I'd go the other way because they are pretty ugly. The Lord was not generous in <laughs> the looks of a possum. Raccoons? Yeah, they're cute. Possums, eh, not so much. Badgers are cute too. Well, I don't you think keep I a good distance from them. Oh, badgers! Now, I you, think so. now, are you talking about the 
the delightfully lovely English badgers, the black and white striped ones, or the... That's a skunk. No. You get black and white, you ever get one mistaken with a skunk? No, I don't think we even have skunks in England. So there's, there's these nice black and white British badgers, and then in this country, you have the honey badger, which is definitely not polite. And they're mean. Ornery. Yes. And then the Wisconsin badger. Now, which kind of badger is he? Because he's black and white striped, so he's more like the, the English style. Well, the original Wisconsin badger is the brown one, the one that's on the state flag. Right, which, the is the, which I think is a honey badger. Is it a honey badger? I think so. The bad-tempered, chew-your-face-off one. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. mess with them. No. <laughs> and you know how they got the name of the badger state? Yes. Because of the uh, all of the surface mining, and so the the phrase became that anytime you look in a hole in Wisconsin, there's going to be a uh, a miner down there, like a badger, right? Something like that. Well, yeah, it came out of Mineral Point, I believe. Yes, because they used to live in holes. Well, they they did a lot of surface mining, and then they... Did they live in caves, too, uh, in the early on? That I, I don't know. They didn't know. have cute little cottages with... But I, I know that when they, had, when they had uh, surface mined the area such that they'd run out of... Because uh, you can only go so far down in the surface mine before it starts getting dangerous and it can, can fall on you. They... Uh, started bringing in Cornish miners. Cornish from the, the southwest of England, where my heritage is from. The little guys. The, the little guys. Who were, at, at that point, um, the world experts on deep shaft mining. That's right. They, they could go down a couple of miles without breaking sweat. And they would dig really, really deep. Yeah, and, and they would follow... They didn't and, need and, big and, holes. They, and they were small, yes. And they made pasties. Yes. Yep. There is a mining museum in Platteville, in fact. That's there is. why there is that huge M on the bluff by Platteville. The Platteville Mount. Mm-hmm. Right. It's an engineering school, and it was started because of a mining engineer. So then it just went into engineering. One of the best in the nation. Have you been to the mining museum? In Platteville, yes. Okay, yeah. Peter and I went there one time. It was Uh, a field, it was a school trip field. Oh, okay. No, Peter and I just went there ourselves. uh, Because, and it was early in the season, so we pretty much had the whole place to ourselves. Oh, yeah. It was kind of fun. Uh, Let me see. My, My wife and both daughters were at the church event at a church a state church event uh, for it was what they call ladies retreat and so Peter and I being guys were, were not invited and so it was like no problem we will find ways to amuse ourselves while you're gone and that's so I think we did the Mississippi River Museum one day and we did the Mining Museum well actually there's two museums side by side there's uh, a general museum and then there's the Mining Museum right. we did both but it's the Rollo Jameson Museum that sounds about right yeah. yes and they were both very interesting right Rollo Jameson had a museum in of all places B-Town, Wisconsin and when he passed away he willed it, I believe, to Platteville. But the thing is, they had to build or or create a museum. And it is, there's a lot of neat stuff in there. Yes, yeah. They've done a nice job arranging all the stuff that Rollo acquired through the years. And the fact, this is interesting, Simon. It used to be on the, first of all, I mean, it was in B-Town, Wisconsin. And B-Town was not a very large community. Uh, I believe there were two bars, 
a general store, a feed store, and some houses. I used to go through Beantown. And for anyone listening who isn't from Wisconsin, two bars means that you're a small town. <laughs> right. I don't. Was, I think there was a church there too. Maybe. Maybe not. Anyway, I would drive through B-Town on my way to Dubuque to Loras College for Bernie Sheen. Okay. All the time. To and from. Right through B-Town. Because that way we didn't have to drive around the square in Lancaster, which would add about another 10 to 15 minutes to your drive. So it was the shortcut. B-Town and then on to Potosi, which had a great brewery. And Tennyson, B-Town and Tennyson were the twin cities of southwest Wisconsin. Oh. Then you approached Keeler. I don't think I've been through B-Town, or at least not that I remember. It's County Roads. It's one of these little burgs like, uh, oh, the Hyde Mill mm-hmm. over north of Ridgeway, that type of thing. Been through Hyde Mill. That's an interesting place. It is, and a very photogenic place. Yes, yes. It's uh, quite unique that that place has survived as long as it has. It is. Hopefully, somebody's actively maintaining it because it would—it would be a shame if it started, you know, falling apart. It's you very pretty. I think somebody is. And have you ever noticed there is a like a power line that goes across the uh, the weir? Yes. Mm-hmm. That has a lot of fish lines and lures on it. Yes, yes, I have <laughs> noticed that. So when you're taking pictures, you make you want to make sure you don't get the fishing lures dangling from the yeah. uh, the wires. Yep. Yeah. Now that you remind me, you're right. That's <laughs> that's funny. You have to Photoshop them out. Yeah, a lot of history in this area. Very peaceful history. Well, the sun's going down and it's almost gone. We should probably bid our... Even our bat seems to have deserted us. Well, I think it's probably bedtime for him. They're only out for a little bit. But I noticed the leaves have gotten quite larger. A lot more shade. Not that that's overly helpful right now. No, it's, we aren't going to be able to tell pretty soon. But there's not a cloud in the sky. That is true. Beautiful well, this, is, this has been fun. I think we'll... Let's split this one in two. This is a, a double take. It is. It is. Twice the value for our beloved listeners. Yeah. And uh, the good folks at that Farmer Fleet should consider sponsoring us after I said all those nice things about their, the their prices nuts. Their nuts. About yeah. their nuts, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that, that came out wrong. <laughs> yeah. For a pastor, that's a little risque. Uh, it's kind of like telling all the pastors that you drive around topless in the summer. Yeah, well, I do. I do, and, and thoroughly enjoy it. If you if you ever noticed my, uh, my Facebook profile picture is of me topless? No. Yeah. Oh, no. In the Jeep. In the Jeep, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to get frightened to death and yeah. have all kinds of nightmares. My wife just rolls her eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Monday, if you need help spreading bark, I'm sure I will be available to help you. I have a wheelbarrow. We'll make it quick. You have a wheelbarrow and you're not afraid to use it. Sorry. I have one also. So between the two of us... That could be fun. It'll be just like a, what do they call that, Chinese fire drill? Production line? Yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, we may just take you up on that. I don't know what the weather's... I don't think it's supposed to be real good on Monday, but... We'll find out Monday. If it isn't, we'll probably do it Tuesday. Whatever. I don't think my my dance card is not too full. Well. Which is kind of fun. That's okay. <laughs> my tooth will be my jaw will be mending. Well, I'm just glad that your uh, your tooth has not left you unable to contribute towards the evening's recording. 
I was worried you were going to be laconic. Oh, no, I could always talk nonsense. I've noticed that. Well, you know, I want to tell you one last thing about this tooth deal. Sure. I was, sure. I was scheduled June 1st, but Wednesday I get a phone call. Can you come in tomorrow at 2 o'clock? Yep. So I was there, went in. Only person in the waiting room. You know, they've taken so many precautions at this dentist's office. I mean, every precaution you could probably take. No magazines, no toys for kids. The only people there are five minutes before your appointment, and that's it. Otherwise, yeah. you will not get into the building. Yeah. So there we are. Wonderful. So the next time we speak, I may be even eating some nuts, but I have to make sure Farmer Fleet has them. Quite so. Quite so. Well, very well then. Bill, do you want to uh, sign us out? Folks, it's been a pleasure. The bats have gone to bed and the pastor is getting tired. He has to he record his sermon tomorrow for all his parishioners. So, until the next time, be safe, be cautious, and enjoy this beautiful spring we're having in Wisconsin. If you're in Texas, Enjoy it there in England. Enjoy it there too. But it's beautiful in Wisconsin. Maybe you should be up here. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us. 